Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos Podcast. It's your boy, Ramiz. I'm joined here with Kenny, as usual, on Thursday night, and we're going to be covering this long 13-game slate. Kenny, talk to me. How are you feeling about this slate? Oh, man. You know, end season tournament coming to a close, so we got the teams that got eliminated uh, playing that little makeup game for the season, so I'm going to be interested. Um, it's going to be some odd traveling situations that they had to go into, so we might actually have an edge if uh, we got a team needing to travel a little bit more than usual. I feel you. This is going to be a long game, so let's hope you guys can keep your attention till the very end of the episode, but I think we'll be doing it by positions. I mean, of course, it's be too difficult to go through each game, <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, let me just give you guys some uh, injury news that is available to us at this moment. Uh, Trey Young is questionable uh, with the illness, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, ball continues to be out. Uh, Kevin Durant is out in that Sacramento Phoenix game. Bam Adebayo is out once again. Uh, Marketing is also out. Malcolm Brogdon questionable. Tyler Harrow still out. Porzingis, Mobley, Jamal Murray, and Jordan Clarkson all questionable. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant, yep, has been also deemed out in this Portland Dallas game. Zach Levine, of course, if you did not hear the news, has been out for three to four weeks, which is right in time until all the players are off their trade restrictions. Uh, DeAndre Ian, questionable. Uh, Jalen Durant, Durant also uh, has recently just been labeled to be out for two to three weeks, which is a huge blow for all, everyone who has him in fantasy. Uh, Mark Williams, questionable. Uh, and then I believe that is in terms of the main I mean, Duncan Robinson, questionable. Jalen Suggs, questionable. And that is it, I think, for the main guys. Yep. And in terms of, uh, I guess, notable games that I do want to mention uh, in terms of bet 365s over and unders, you got Atlanta, Phoenix, I mean, Atlanta and Philadelphia, pardon me, uh, over under around 241.5. That might be a high scoring game. Uh, Wizards, Brooklyn Nets, 238.5. Warriors, Thunder, 235.5. And of course, you got some low-scoring games that we might want to avoid, which is Minnesota versus Memphis at 214.5. Uh, and I think that's it. I mean, the rest are pretty solid in the middle, but exception for that Minnesota game, which makes sense because they are one of the best defenses. Uh, but enough of my blabbering. Let's start with point guards. And Kenny, as usual, take the lead. Um, yeah, man, when it comes to point guard, man, you got multiple options, so I'm just going to list the highest price player on the slate, Mr. 40-point triple-double himself, Luka Doncic at 10 at 11-8. Um, he's playing against Portland on a team that was actually able to hold their own, surprisingly, against the Warriors a couple of nights ago. Um, going a little bit cheaper, I'm not really sure if this is exactly mid-tier, but this is the closest to mid-tier that I could actually get to, and that's going to be Anthony Simons at 6-8 in the same matchup as a playback. Recently came back, was able to log in almost 40 minutes against the Warriors on the second game back, and in the game that I, I'm expecting to be a pretty high-scoring game, I feel like he will be a nice little decent spot. And going with my little cheapy option, I'm going to try to get somebody who's not exactly, you know, that 4K range like I usually do. I need to go with the, uh, I believe he's 4-4. Four, four. Oh, my fault, 4-5. That's actually going to be the L.A. Clipper himself, Terrence Mann. 
I know his usage in the game against Denver wasn't the best, but he's still <laughs> getting you 24 to 30 minutes. So a lot of people need to know when it comes to Terrence, man, it's all about matchups for him and who's going to be on the floor with him. If he's running in a game that's going to be a little bit more competitive and you got Norman Powell and Paul George going, it's really just going to have him as the fifth option at all times. You need to play him in games where you feel like a star player will not get it going. Um, so I feel like he should get you about six to seven shot attempts in the game against Utah. And if they do take control of the game, he should be able to get you that 15, 20 fantasy points in that spot. That's a good show. I went with a, a different approach in terms of my point guard upper tier area, which is I went with James Harden at uh, 7,900. Uh, he's a player who's finally getting into his groove. I think he shot over 50% in uh, three of his last four games. Has gone over 43 DK fantasy points in three of his last four games. So as long as he keeps that type of consistency with efficiency, then I think you'll have another 40-plus DK fantasy night. Uh, of course, you mentioned it. Uh, this Utah game might be a blowout for the Clippers, but with the Clippers, you never really know how they're going to play. Uh, so I do think Harden could be a great shout. I also have this, uh, I guess, asterisk next to this name, which is DeJounte Maria 8000. And this is only a pick that I would look towards if Trey Young is not playing. If Trey Young decides not to play or not suit up because of the illness, I mean, I think me and you both know DeJounte Murray, his use rate is going to skyrocket and he's going to have that ball in his hands where he's going to play make, score, and just do a lot of things on the court where he'll get his value easily. Um, Mid-tier-wise, I, I guess it's not really mid-tier. I got two budget players, essentially. Uh, one of them is Jordan Goodwin at 5,200. Uh, obviously, with KD being out, and I believe Grayson Allen is also out. Uh, so Jordan Goodwin will be probably taking some responsibility in guarding the De'Aaron Foxes, the Malik Monks, and the Kevin Herders. Obviously, will he do a great job? I mean, we'll see. But he will be playing a lot of minutes, I assume, and just have a great opportunity to get some value from him. And another guy who I mentioned that I want to mention at 4,500 is actually the guy that you mentioned last week, and that's Dante Exum at 40. Uh, Dante Exum. Uh, Grant Williams is injured, and Dante Exum did start for him in that game against. Uh, was it Utah, where they beat by 50 points? So I think Dante Exum at 4,500 is another great pickup because even in that game where he got 20 DK fantasy points, he was like 2 for 11. So you're hoping he can at least hit some shots and still have that type of impact. And both scenarios where the game is competitive and the game is a blowout, where he should still get a good amount of minutes. Uh, also because Josh Green is out too, so they, he will have a good amount of minutes to just get that value up easily. Uh, I want to take the lead on the shooting guard spot because this is where my spend up comes in, and that's Devin Booker at 10,100. Uh, I was I was doing some research and I wanted to see what his usage rate was when Kevin Durant and I Bradley Beal weren't playing, and it was 38%. And I, I I think that's pretty high, pretty damn high when it comes to usage rate. And I'm expecting the same thing to happen again again in the Sacramento Kings game with, uh, versus the Suns. So at 10,100, if I'm looking at a spend up or a superstar player that I want to build around. I'm going to go with Devin Booker at 10,100. Uh, Mid-tier-wise, I went with a, a guy that you mentioned at the point guard spot. I guess I'm cheating a bit because I put him at shooting guard. Uh, but I guess he has dual eligibility, right? So you could play him at point guard or shooting guard, and that's Infernee Simmons at 6,800. I mean, you mentioned it. He, he came back uh, 37 minutes in his first game back uh, and had a huge portion of the ball because Malcolm Brogdon did uh, leave the game due to injury. Uh, so if Malcolm Brogdon is not playing again, I mean, that's more shots, more usage, more 
perhaps assist for Anthony Simmons. And at 6,800, it's a great price to expect some upside. And then uh, budget-wise, I went with Isaiah Joe at 4,300. Uh, in his games against Golden State, I mean, he's been able to average around 25 DK fancy points uh, in three games. So I think it's a really good number to really go off. And obviously, he is inconsistent, but in a game against Golden State, uh, like I mentioned, Bet365 predicts this will be a pretty high-scoring game. And Isaiah Joe will have a part in that. All right. All right, man. Let's see. I'm, I'm actually going to go a little bit cheaper on my spin-up at the little two position. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with somebody who's been getting an increase in usage right when he got back since um, his running mate got injured. And he already posted a 70-point DK night um, last week. And that's uh, Terry Rozier for 8-4. Going up against your Toronto team, who's mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what they're trying to do this year, but no they've been pretty generous in terms of uh, giving up fantasy points to uh, teams that show up, especially to high usage player like Rozier is going to be in that matchup. Then when we're going to go a little bit cheaper, my mids here play. I'm actually going to go back to the six eight range and also go with somebody who got dual eligibility. And that's somebody who's going to be also going to increase in minutes due to Jalen Suggs being out. And that's Cole Anthony for 6-8 going up against possibly the worst team in the NBA right now, the Detroit Pistons. Um, not really too much to say. If they allow Cade Cunningham to get 30 minutes, it should generate into seven possible turnovers, which could get you about two steals. Um for Cole Anthony, so if you do see a prop of 0.5 still for Cole Anthony tomorrow, or 1.5 blocks and stills, I would actually put the over on that. And then for the cheapie, again, too many players on this slate, so I don't have a true, you know, 3K cheapie that I usually like throwing out. But I was almost there. And I'm actually going to go back into the Toronto game and actually – play Gary Trent Jr. at 4-1 against Charlotte, who has actually given up probably a top five amount of three-pointers in the league this season, or at least in the month of November. Um, outside of that, don't really have anything else I'm playing. Um, how about how about yourself? How are you feeling about this Gary Trent Jr. pick? Since I know you're a Raptors fan, do you think he's going to hit five threes for me? I mean, Gary Trent Jr., let me tell you right now, he's one of those hit-and-miss players. So, like, you can have one of those explosive nights, especially against the Charlotte Hornets team. We can also have one of those horrendous nights. But, like, like, I mean, it is a 13-game slate, so you got to go big or go home, right? Yeah, man. You're trying to win GPPs, that cash <laughs> game, man. Of course. All right, so that wraps up your shooting guards? Yeah, that's it, man. All right. Then, I mean, before we head into small fours, let me just mention the NBA Fantasy Pass so you can get a $6 per month. This pass, you get daily streams, recaps of the top lines every day, and you get Discord access to the post. I mean, this is an amazing package, all for NBA access to win some great money. And you up, if you want, you can get the $8 package, which is the all-sport one, which includes NBA, NFL, and MLB. I mean, this one includes three sports, and all, at the end of the day, are going to win you some big money. Uh, small fours, I'm going to take the lead on this one, and I'm going to go with Orlando Magic, like you mentioned, are going against one of the worst teams in the league because I think the Spurs could argue for that title. Uh, but I'm going with Franz Wagner at 7,900. Uh, I think Franz Wagner has been on an exceptional like tear right now. I mean, 
I was looking at his stats. I mean, he plays much better at home. In this last week, he's been averaging like 44 uh, DK fantasy points. Even in this last game, I think what surprised me is he shot 18% from the field, 2 for 11. I mean, 3 for 16, pardon me. 0 for 5 from 3, but still got 40 DK fantasy points. And he did that by impacting the game in other ways, which is steals, assists, and rebounds. So you're hoping it's his Detroit team. Uh, could it be a blowout? 100%. But I do think there's a great chance where he'll have still a solid amount of game time where he'll be able to reach, again, 40 DK fantasy points and a 7,900. I think that's pretty solid value. Uh, next up in the mid-tier section, I went with Brandon Miller at 5,900. I'm choosing a guy to go off against my Raptors, but they, like you said, I mean, last game they let Orlando Robinson and Duncan Robinson, both Robinsons, I guess, go off against them. So I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Miller did the same thing. And Brandon Miller, uh, similar thing I want to mention about Brandon Miller that I mentioned about uh, Franz Wagner. I mean, he had uh, he went 4 for 14, 29% from the field, and still got around 30 DK fantasy points because he, got, he was getting four assists, six rebounds. So you're hoping in a home game where he performs much better. I mean, he at home games, he gets 28 compared to the away games, 21 DK fantasy points. So you're hoping with the usage rates that he has now because Lamelo is injured, and then playing a home game, he will have a much better night than the last one. And even in that one, like I said, he got 30 DK fantasy points. So should be still a pretty solid night. And then uh, budget-wise, I decided to go with Corey Kispert at 4,300. A player I mentioned to, I went for on the Wednesday slate. And I'm going to go for him once again. He's just been be able to hit his shots. Uh, and obviously he hasn't been creating them, but just coming off the screens, hitting his shots. And that's all you've been needing him to do. And at 4,300, if he gets you around 25 DK fantasy points, I think you got exactly what you wanted from him. And they are playing against Brooklyn, and Brooklyn has had some iffy defense. I mean, so I do think he could have that opportunity once again. Just get around 15 points, a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists, and just get 20 plus DK fantasy points at that price. That's a pretty solid pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to go a little elsewhere and actually stand um, a little high in this position. Um, I actually do have interest in Tatum going Ooh. up against New York. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but it seems like whenever Tatum play against the Knicks, he thinks it's like a playoff game or something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he grew up as a Knicks fan, if they was talking about trading up to get him. I don't know what happened, but whenever Tatum see the Knicks on his list. It's like, all right, he's going to take 28 shots, hit about 70%, get to the line about seven times, get you about eight rebounds, get you about five assists. He really showed his full game uh, whenever he was playing the Knicks. So I kind of learned about two years ago that if I seen him on the slate with the Knicks, I'm going to try my best to at least get him in one line or two. So if you're going in a GPP on a 13-game slate, on a game total that don't seem too high, I know all game totals are not out yet, but I can assure you that the Knicks-Celtics game is going to be probably one of four of the lowest scoring games on the slate. But you should be able to get them at 3%, maybe lower in a big GPP. And I feel like at 10-1, he will get you an edge for a potential 60-70 point draft tonight going up against a team he has great history against. For my mid-tier, I'm going to go back to a game I talked about already, and that's this Charlotte-Toronto game and go with Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. Ever since Ball been out, you don't know what Hayward you're going to get because 
first first week he was out, Hayward turned into a point Hayward, just giving you eight dimes, no rebounds, 12 points. Then the next week he turned into, all right, man, let me start grabbing rebounds, get you about nine rebounds, no points, but six assists. You don't know what you're going to get, but you do know he will do something on the floor. He will get you 30, 35 minutes, and he will get you anywhere from 25 to 50 drafting points, depending on how he's feeling and how his shot is falling. Then for my cheapie, again, I still can't get down to the, you know, lower than 4K range, but uh, I believe 4-2. I'm going back to the Orlando-Detroit game, and I think I threw him out last week, and that's somebody who's somehow, some way, if he's on the floor, you don't know how many minutes he will get. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 20 minutes. He just figure out a way to get you a draft king point per minute. And that's Mr. Joe Ingles. I don't understand how he's still able to be productive at a at a point per minute production, but he, he just finds it. The only thing is, you don't know how many minutes he would get, especially in a game that could get blown out against one of the worst teams in the NBA. But for 4-2, that's my little um, flyer for GPPs at the small forward position. I like it. I think that's the first time I've heard about Joe Ingles this season. Uh, but we're, we're going to see how it pulls off, you know? I mean, because, I mean, you mentioned it, right? He, if he gets his minutes, I think he will have a good night. But the, if it is a blowout, will, will, will the will the Unk be playing? Uh, moving on to power forward, though. Uh once again, I'm going for a guy who has dual eligibility, and that's MPJ at 7,400. Uh, this is pretty expensive. I don't usually like going for MPJ, but he, like you mentioned, Tatum having a thing for New York. MPJ has something against Houston uh, because the guy's been averaging uh, about, if I'm not mistaken, like 40, 43 DK fantasy points in three games that they faced. And, of course, there were some uh, injuries in those games, but he's been able to step up, and even in home games, he's much better. Uh, Efficiency-wise, he hits like 50% from the field, 40% from three at home games. Uh, So once again, they're playing Houston. You're hoping he can have a repeat performance of any of his games against Houston. Uh, And with Jamal Murray possibly being out, uh, once again, he will have those opportunities and those shots to just really just do his thing. thing. And uh, mid-tier-wise, I decided to go for Jalen Williams at 6,200. Jalen Williams, another player, just had... been pretty solid, nothing too crazy, but he's been around 30, 30 plus DK fancy points. He has a, he is a bit iffy when it comes to his games, but against Golden State, another guy who's just been, this is really comfortable facing them. Uh, averages around 33 DK fancy points in the three games that he played against them. Uh, much better, much more efficient at home games as well. So you're just hoping he can just do what he does at uh, in his games, be aggressive in the paint because they don't really have any rim protectors. So I think Jalen Williams will have another great shout to have a pretty solid game. Uh, and then budget-wise, I did go with uh, Tuamani Kamara. Hopefully I'm not pronouncing that wrong. Uh, but he's just a guy who I noticed who was getting minutes and DeAndre Ian possibly being out might have a much bigger role in this Dallas game. Uh, he's more of a defensive-oriented uh, uh, player, if I'm not mistaken. And while well, he's been getting around 23, 21 DK fantasy points in his last two games, and you're hoping he can keep that same momentum in this game against Dallas. And then uh, I got even another budget player, and I got at 3,800, I'm going with Utah Watanabe. 
And I'm doing this mainly because uh, KD being out, you're going to need some shooters to spread the floor and the zero little KW stop. These guys are all solid and probably better defenders, but you would want Nobby. I mean, he's probably the better three-point shooter of the bunch. So I think at 3,800, he might get that opportunity to have a pretty solid, decent night. And if you want to go for a Jason Tatum, you want to go for a Devin Booker or a Luka Doncic, uh, you to want Nobby could definitely be a guy you can slide in at any one of those small forward or power forward spots. Actually, I think he only plays power forward eligibility. Uh, but yeah, that, that about wraps up my power forwards. Talk to me, Kenny. How are you feeling about that position? Yeah, man, I like how you actually threw in a dude for dating, man. Um, was a walking double-double in college. But um, when it comes to the power forward position, man, I'm actually going to do a correlation play. If I'm running one of my Joe Ingles lineup, I need to actually run him back with a player who was getting MVP chance in the losing game. And that's Mr. Boncaro, who put up over 40 points against the Cleveland team mm-hmm. in a losing effort. Um, at 8-3, especially in the matchup against the Pistons, I think he's going to have that momentum running. And I want to say when he was getting to that 41 spot, 43 spot, whatever he pulled up, Ingles um, actually assisted on three of those um, three of those points in about 15 minutes. So <laughs> they got a nice little conductor going. So, you know, I'm going to be running it back if I'm actually doing one of my um, Orlando stacks. Then going a little bit cheaper. I'm actually going to go with a former Orlando player. And at 6'9", I'm going to go with Eric Gordon against the Houston Rockets. Um, Not much to really say in this position, but you need to get a little different on a GPP. And sometimes you need to spend a little bit of money to get a little bit different. So, when you talk about the Rockets, there's one thing you know they do consistently and that's turn over the ball no matter which player you're talking about who has a high usage rate their turnover rate is almost as high as their usage rate and when it comes to steals you're looking at two players usually on the rockets and that's either pope or gordon now even though gordon won't get all these steals if you're thinking about fast break points who's usually the first player on the break gordon so easy points Potential steals and easy rebounds. I feel like this could be a double-double spot for him. Now, going cheap. Only play this in big field GPPs because you never know how many minutes he's going to get. But since there's injury news and the Pistons are down another big man, and I really don't think they're going to be playing Bogdanovich too many minutes, I'm actually going to take one flyer on Kevin Knox at 4-6. Oh, I like it. Hear me out. When he first started getting in the rotation, he actually was a pretty good fit for the team, and he actually plays well with Cade Cunningham. So, I feel like if they're trying to mess up the rotation, they actually get somebody who can actually knock down three-pointers with Cade Cunningham is on the floor. And her name is Nat Bogdanovich or Alec Burks. Kevin Knotts will be up. And in a potential blowout, I feel like that's going to be a chance for him to actually get about 20 minutes, get you a sneaky 25, 30 drafting points at four sets on 13 games late. Mm, interesting. We, we got a lot of Orlando uh, Detroit players, huh? 
I like how I went for MPJ and Franz Wagner, and you went for Aaron Gordon and Paolo. I went for and the Joe Oh, and Joe Ingles. Let's not forget about Joe Ingles. And Kevin Knox. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, before we head into centers, I do want to mention the DFS pass that you can get for $5 per month. With this pass, you get DFS delivery. Uh, I believe it's the Pickums Daily, and you get Discord access. Once again, I told you another another. this is another way of making some great money. And literally, I mean, I got it. Uh, let me just tell you, I'm, I'm rich right now. You wouldn't believe me, but if you get this pass, trust me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, all right, but last one is centers. And as usual, Kenny, you take the lead on centers, bro. Oh, man. Going with um, the spin-up on the big, man. I need to go with um, somebody who just couldn't like the beam in a nice little triple-double the other night against New Orleans, and that's Mr. Sabonis in 9-8. Going up against the Depleta Phoenix team, I really feel like that's going to be a repeat chance of um, Sabonis showing his game, giving you a potential triple-double, giving you a 50-70 to point draft king night on a 13-game slate. Then if we go a little bit cheaper, uh, only do this if you're playing GPPs. I'm just going to start with that. Only do this if you're doing GPPs. As a Clipper fan, we do have a glaring weakness with our lineup. It's not the biggest. And outside of uh, impossible... Daniel Knight, I, I I really don't see us having um, too much too, too much success on the rebounds. So somebody who recently came back for injuries, who just didn't have that dominating game like he did last season just yet, is uh, Walker Kessler. Now, if you don't know, and you didn't follow him last season, he actually looked. Pretty much like an NBA five-year vet when he went up against the Clippers in two of the matchups we had him in last season. So, I really don't think too many people will be on him since Utah just been a little wacky with their lineups and uh, their production on the floor. But usually in these trap games, I kind of feel worrisome about the Clippers. And if some damage were to happen to him, I feel like a 10-point 16 rebound game for Walker Kessler is probably going to be up his alley against this type of team. So for 6-2 on a 13-game slate, going to have some interest in Walker. Now going cheap, I'm finally able to go to my real cheap picks. And this one, you might be a little worrisome about. I think you actually... um, I think you actually brought him up before. Oh. And that's going to be uh, Me Too. Oh. Uh, former, former Kings player at 3-5. Depleted team. I'm going to throw a flyer out on him. Um, I want to say when they played against your team, Toronto, I want to say he was out there for about 20 minutes. Um, that's kind of why he actually got a price increase. He was a 3K player, but after that little showing, they actually ticked them up. He didn't play in the end season tournament game since they went down on their rotation. But with a couple players being out, I really do feel like this is a potential 15, 20 minute spot for him. 
in a game that could go ugly real quick, going against a Sacramento team who could advance and get their ticket to Vegas. Mm, I feel you. I, I, I like it's a revenge spot. Plus, that is it's true. a revenge spot. I'm also thinking from this perspective, if Nurkic gets to foul trouble, I mean, they will probably look to Metu to be that guy to stop Sabonis. I don't, I don't know how much that's going to work out, but he will get that opportunity. Uh, I'm not going too high in my spend up, but I guess it's around that area, uh, 7, 7,700. And that's Chet Holmgren against Golden State. Uh, once again, I mentioned Jalen Williams having some pretty great games against uh, Golden State. Well, Chet Holmgren's the one who... Averages 47 DK fantasy points whenever he goes against Golden State. I mean, in the three games, uh, I mean his his numbers are insane. I mean he's 66% from the field, 44% from three, and 95% from the free throw line. I mean this is a this is insane stat line. You're hoping if he can imitate that, that'd be wonderful. Uh, but that, once again, I mean this is a home game, so you're hoping he does this play to his normal averages. And well, if he can just get into that groove. Once again, no no rim protectors. He does have the length almost over every single player on their team. Uh, so as long as he's able to get comfortable and not get into any foul trouble, he'll definitely be, I think, a player to, once again, outshine his value. Uh, I didn't really go for a mid-tier player. I did go for a bit uh, around that 5,000 range with Xavier Tillman at 5,200. Uh, Xavier Tillman has come back from injury, and it's he has been, uh, I guess, struggling a bit. But I did notice that... I mean, Memphis was on like a six-game road, like road game streak or something, or I'm mean, pardon me, not six-game, like three-game road streak when he came back, and his splits. Let me tell you right now, Kenny, are is so insane from home and away. He's only played three games at home, though, to be fair. Uh, but at home games, he has 35 DK fantasy points, and on away games, he has 15. So this this is so funny how the discrepancy is so crazy. Uh, but again, this game against Minnesota, you're going against Rudy Gobert, Conti Towns. And Bismack Biyombo, he had been starting for them. He's been pretty solid. But at 6'9", you wonder how long he's going to last against those two big players, uh, especially because they are a big, big body. And Rudy Gobert has been on an amazing stretch himself. So I think Xavier Tillman, because he has a, a bigger body, I think might be getting some more game time, more opportunity, and play alongside Jaren Jackson Jr. in this type of matchup. And it is a home game. So with the three games that I have, I do think he plays better at home. And like most players, they usually do play better at home. Uh, so as long as this game is closed, Xavier Tillman will have the opportunity to uh, just have a solid night. And at 5200, I think it's a great price to go for. Uh, Budget-wise, I didn't go under 4K. I went exactly at 4K. And this is a guy who I don't know about. Maybe you can actually tell me about him. And that's Duo Reed. Uh, it's a Portland Trailblazer Center. Uh, mainly I'm going for him mainly because uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, is questionable. Uh, but despite him being questionable, Duop Reed in 22 to 14 and 18 minutes in these last three games that he's played, uh, he's been able to get you 23 one game. I get, he got 12 in another game, but he got 25 in this last game against Golden State. And so you're hoping if DeAndre is not playing, I think Duop Reed will have another chance to just have a solid night. And if he gets run 25, I mean, that's great. You got exactly what you wanted. Uh, but, yep, that about wraps up my centers. Uh, this was a long slate, 13-game slate. Uh, but I think we did it in a great fashion, great timely manner. So you guys hopefully were intrigued. Uh, I think we got some real hitters today, Kenny. And you know what? If we, if you if I get a if Duo Breathe hits for me, I want you guys to hit me up at Twitter at two nice. That'll be spelled T O zero underscore nice underscore. And Kenny, where can the people find you if Joe Ingles or Kevin Knox has a, an amazing night? 
Yeah, they can find me at um, Orange ZFS on Twitter, talking about all levels of basketball. But, uh, you know, one reason uh, Reek is actually doing pretty well is he's actually from the same LSU team as Skylar Mays. Oh. So whenever Mays and him is on the floor, they probably have a nice little college connection. Um, he's also played for Zevda, and that was that was back in, like, 2020, though. Um, so he, he has some EuroLeague experience as well. He's been around. He's um pro- probably been a pro for probably about going on, man, six, seven years now. Um, but if you want to talk about the Zevda game, I'm more than willing to talk about that on the Saturday on the slate tomorrow. Nice little seven-game Euro, I mean, six-game EuroLeague slate. Um, nice little women's college basketball slate we're going into this weekend. Um, but yeah, always down to talk basketball at Orange DFS on Twitter. That's great. I mean, any type of hoops, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny knows about it. Trust me. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys, uh, you know, hopefully you guys win some great money and win some big monies because guess what? That's what me and Kenny are going to be doing tomorrow with our picks. And so hope you guys enjoyed and have a great day or night. Goodbye. <laughs>